So did Satan really mean it when he said that Adam and Eve would know good and evil? And what does that really look like anyway? This is Kerry Robinson, pastor to Adults 55 Plus, and welcome to Beyond the Notes. Genesis 3.1 says, Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. So here, after a perfect world was created by God, we are introduced to Satan, this crafty individual. God tells us that he's crafty and that we learn from other scriptures that he's a deceiver. He's all kinds of evil, uses evil tactics in order to get us to be swayed by the enemy. Um, With Eve, he said... He attacks God's word. He said, did God actually say? We see these tactics that are used, and even though they were used here originally in the garden, they seem to be some of the same tactics that Satan uses today, attacking God's word and attacking God's good character. In verse 5 of Genesis 3, it says, For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So Satan, in attacking God's good character, is coming at this idea of that Eve, the woman, has the ability to be like God, knowing good and evil. Satan paints God as this jealous God who is holding back, withholding from her, not wanting what's best for her. Yet here Satan says something that seems in some ways to be accurate when you read through onto verse 22, where it says, Then the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become like one of us in knowing good and evil. Interesting. Us, a reference to the Trinity, But so was Satan telling the truth? No, he wasn't telling the truth. He's telling maybe a partial truth, a lie. That's what Satan does. That's what some of his best tactics. While while, uh, Adam and Eve certainly knew good previously, now they also knew evil. But not as God knows good and evil. Because of the fall of man, Adam and Eve recognized their own guilt and their shame that came along with it. But Adam and Eve did not have the power to do anything about this guilt and shame. Adam and Eve know evil as a cancer patient may know evil and know that he's sick. They become aware of their guilt, but have no power to do anything about their guilt. See, they tried in an effort to cover their shame by using these fig leaves, but it's a vain attempt. There gets nowhere when we use these works righteousness trying to gain coverage for our shame. See, God knows evil as the great physician. It's very different. He doesn't know evil as the patient, but as the surgeon, the one who is able to do something about the evil in the world. When I was just 32 years old, I was diagnosed with melanoma skin cancer. Only by the sovereignty and the grace of God was it discovered when I was such a young, at a such a young age. But I can assure you that When the doctor called me and told me that the sample was present with melanoma, uh, that I had no power to do anything about that. But praise God, my doctor did. I needed a physician who understood my sickness and had the power to do something about it. And that that is our God. Uh, That is the difference between Adam's knowledge of good and evil and the shame that it brought and the knowledge that God has of good and evil. See, Adam and Eve fell, and immediately they recognized their shame that they had brought upon themselves because of their sin. But God provided a plan of redemption. In verse 15 of chapter 3, we see, 
I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. The serpent of the, the cause of, curse of the serpent came with a promise of a redeemer. Jesus would crush the head of Satan. The ultimate victory was Jesus and he ultimately crushes the head of Satan, removing forever the rule, the rule over man of the enemy. The power of Christ would destroy Satan and all his principalities and the powers that confound all the schemes and all of the works that he brings. The power of the cross would crush Satan's head, giving us victory over the power of death. Yes, Adam and Eve knew good and evil, but not like God knows good and evil. Satan's lie was a half-truth, which he so often does, that takes, that takes what seems to be innocent enough and turns it into something other. In Romans 5, verse 18, it says, Therefore, as one trespass led to condemnation for all men, so one act of righteousness leads to justification in life for all men. For as by the one man's disobedience the many were made sinners, so by one man's obedience the many will be made righteous. Amazing how God, in verse 21 of chapter 3 of Genesis, the Lord God made for Adam and his wife garments of skin and clothed them. Today, when you ask people how they are going to get into heaven, most often answer is some form of works, righteousness. People from Adam and Eve on down through the ages have bought into some how thinking that they they just work hard enough that they're going to merit, they're going to earn themselves a ticket into heaven. In counseling with families who are grieving over the loss of a loved one, one of the most common expressions that people tell us is, how good the deceased person was, what kindness, what good they've done in life. And that certainly may be the truth. But no amount of goodness is ever going to matter on Judgment Day. Isaiah 64, 6 says, We have all become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous deeds are like a polluted garment. We all fade like a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, take us away. So while Adam and Eve certainly did understand differently after the fall of good and evil, it is, never, it is also true that Satan is the great liar. He was lying about their understanding. Their understanding only created the shame, the shame that only the blood of Jesus can take away. I hope you'll join us next week as we continue our study through the book of Genesis as we look at chapter 4. This is Beyond the Notes. <laughs>